Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's been nearly three quarters of a century since the end of World War II, but one battle is still being waged. It's the fight to find and return countless treasures stolen by the Nazis. As Hitler's forces plunder their way through Europe, they loot a fortune in gold, art, and relics to fund their war machine. They also build extensive networks of hidden tunnels and bunkers, many of which have never been found. Today, explorers are using modern technology to recover lost treasure and excavate the underground legacy of the Third Reich. At this moment, a salvage expert is using sonar, and cutting-edge robots to search for a legendary cache of gold hidden in a deep alpine lake. And in Austria, a historian appears to have found the entrance to a subterranean facility that could be a top-secret lab to build a Nazi atomic bomb. This real-life adventure is unfolding right now, so I'm setting off to join these modern-day monuments men to find the stolen treasures and the darkest secrets of the Third Reich. My name is Josh Gates. With a degree in archaeology and a passion for exploration, my travels have taken me to the ends of the Earth as I investigate the greatest legends in history. This is Expedition Unknown. To unlock the lost secrets of the Third Reich, I begin in the birthplace of the Nazi party, Munich. Germany is, of course, one of the world's leading producers of high-end automobiles, so when it comes time to get across town, I'm handed the keys to nothing. Here we go. All right, it's been about 10 years since I've been on a bike, but you know what they say about riding a bike? It's like riding a bike. But it turns out two wheels are enough. With hundreds of miles of bike lanes, 
Almost 20% of all traffic here is by bicycle, which is why Munich is the best place in the world to have a paper route. Munich's the kind of city that makes you want to quit your day job and invest in some German lessons. You know, Germans have this reputation for being a little bit serious, a little bit uptight, but man, Munich does not seem to have gotten the memo. Everybody here seems to be having a really good time, and why not? This is a city built on beer. My hunt for Nazi secrets will take me across the Austrian border, but not until tomorrow morning. So with an evening to kill and a lot of brain cells ready to go with it, I follow the foot traffic toward the carnival atmosphere that is Oktoberfest in Munich. It's drunken Christmas! The real attraction here is, of course, the beer. It arrives by the liter, and in Munich, you're never too young to start appreciating it. All right, how does this work? Where does the beer come from? Okay. You gotta wait for a waitress. Each of the beer steins weighs about three pounds, and that's when they're empty. The waitresses here have triceps like steel cables. Good God. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Prost. 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 Hey, JJ, we're filming here. Unbelievable. No professionalism. Tonight is that rare expedition unknown moment, that snowflake of television where I'm completely pulling the pin. Get ready, folks. Just a quick update here. I'm faced. Here's what I need right now. A set of later hosen. Can I borrow your later hosen? Yes. Yes. But let's go. FYI, the going rate for a German guy to switch pants with you is 20 euros and a beer. I'm not exactly sure if there's such a thing as too much fun, but if so, last night was it. And yet you could call the setting research for my mission. After all, it was in the beer halls of Munich almost a century ago, where the Nazi party began to recruit its first members. Only 10 years after a failed coup in 1923, Adolf Hitler rose to become Chancellor of Germany. The new government restricted rights and confiscated the property of Jews and other minority groups. Gold, jewelry, and art used to fund the German war machine and to personally enrich Hitler and his loyal inner circle. One of those followers spent the last days of World War II in a mountain retreat only 100 miles from here, and that's where I'm going next. A little far for my 10-speed, but child's play for this. The Porsche 911 Carrera. Step aside, Vin Diesel. It's time for the fast and the curious. Years and years of driving only crappy vehicles around the world. No longer. This is the Autobahn, also known as Hitler's one good idea. It's 8,000 miles of the fastest pavement east of Talladega. There's no enforced speed limit, yet the fatal accident rate is about half that of the U.S. In other words, punch it, Chewy.
I'm only a couple of hours from Munich, and the road rises to enter the Austrian Alps. Here is some of the most gorgeous scenery on the planet. But these mountains are also a place of secrets. Welcome to Austria's Alpine Lake District. Absolutely stunning. It's easy to see why this place has been a popular retreat for hundreds of years. But in the waning days of World War II, this region took on a much more sinister purpose. Many of the Nazi elite, seeing that the Allies were advancing, used some of the 75 lakes in this region to hide untold treasures. And those treasures are now being found, which has earned this region a new nickname, the Devil's Dustbin. I'm on my way to meet a search and recovery specialist who believes he's on the trail of one of the greatest missing treasures from World War II. To reach him, I drive to a place called Lake Fuchsel, which makes the word picturesque seem cheap. It's here that one of the final dramas of the war played out, involving a Nazi loyalist and a fortune lost, perhaps soon to be found. Joachim von Ribbentrop joins the Nazis in 1932 and quickly rises in the party's ranks, eventually becoming Minister of Foreign Affairs. His wife, Annelies Henkel, is a Nazi party member herself, and the power couple frequently hosts their close friend, Adolf Hitler, at their lavish castle on the shores of Lake Fuchsel. Legend has it, as the tide of the war turns in 1945, they decide to flee. But first, they gather up Hitler's most prized books from his private library and pack them into watertight crates. Ribbentrop also fills gas cans with their personal fortune of jewels and gold. Then, he rows the containers out onto the lake and deposits them into the water for safekeeping. And, as one last spiteful gesture, Annalise has all the best wine and champagne in the castle tossed into the water as well. Better to throw it out than let the Allies enjoy it. All of this sounds like a sensational fiction. Except that recently, bottles of sparkling wine from Annalise Henkel's vineyard have been found in the lake. Getting to the bottom of this mystery may require going to the bottom of the lake, but like the von Rippentrop story itself, the deeper you go, the darker it gets. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm in the Austrian Alps on the edge of Lake Fuschel, where Hitler's foreign minister is believed to have sank a fortune in gold, treasure and documents into the depths. Now, I'm meeting Wolfgang Falk, a renowned search and salvage expert who believes he's got a way to track down the lost loot. Wolfgang. Hey, Josh. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Good, how are you doing? Good, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So this is Lake Fuschel. Lake Fuschel, exactly, uh-huh. yes. We know that in some of these other lakes around here, there have been finds, right? Yes, that's correct. How extensively has this lake been scanned? Uh, never, ever. Uh, never? No, this is the first time. And uh, what I'm going to try today is the first site scan sonar search of this lake. This is new territory. You legitimately do not know what's out there. That's right, yeah. It could be the find of the century. It could be nothing at all. That's right. I yeah. mean, that's exploration, <laughs> that's right? Exactly, exploration. Yeah. So let's go. Yeah, for sure. We load all of Wolfgang's state-of-the-art gear into his boat and then push off to start our search. Wolfgang is a seasoned investigator, having done everything from body recovery with the police to finding historic World War II relics in nearby lakes. How does he do it? With an extremely impressive array of technology. Okay, how are we looking? The system's up and running. Everything is working properly. We are ready to go. Great. Now what? (laughs) We drop the fish. Drop the fish, okay. I lower the sonar torpedo, also called a towfish, into the lake. Wolfgang's plan is to run up and down the lake, letting the sonar identify anything abnormal beneath us. His computer then tags the hits with GPS, allowing us to investigate further. Okay, so, towfish in the water, sonar scan underway. Let's start searching. Let's get it going. We scan the lake, imaging what appear to be trees, rocks, and other debris. Then, we steer toward a critical landmark. Well, there is the castle now, Josh. Can you see it? That's Rippentrop's castle. That's Rippentrop's castle, yes. Wolfgang believes that the von Ribbentrops would have stashed their fortune somewhere more shallow so they could retrieve it later. Okay, so nothing yet. No. We scan the waters near the castle, but nothing comes up until... Ooh, what is that right there? What's that square object? I don't know, actually. It could be crates. It could be just one crate. But we certainly have to take a closer look. Wolfgang reveals the second weapon in his arsenal, a remote-operated vehicle, or ROV. ROV's got power. Do we have the lights? This little beauty has all the bells and whistles, 
powerful headlights, so far it looks good, HD cameras, a claw to recover relics, okay, and its own sonar system. All right, ROV is going in. Wow, look at that. That is so cool. Now that we have eyes in the water, Wolfgang attempts to guide the ROV to the hit we got on the sonar. Okay, so it should be just ahead of us. Yeah. Okay. Tethering out. And it isn't long before Lake Fuchsia begins to reveal her secrets. Whoa, 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 whoa. What is that? Probably a boat. It's a boat. Yes. How cool is that? It's certainly an old boat. I mean, you see how much silt's in there? Yeah. Really old. That's really old, yeah. That's at least World War II, if not earlier. If this boat did belong to the Ribbentrops, it's unfortunately empty inside. All right, well, too bad. Well, well let's, let's keep scanning around the boat, see if there's any other targets, if anything was thrown off it before it sank. Uh, yeah. We'll just look around the area, see if we get any other hits. So we send the ROV to scan the surrounding bottom for any sign of additional artifacts. It's so hard to see down there with all that growth. Yeah. If you get anywhere near the bottom, it's just, the silt just takes over. Yep. It's kind of hard to manage with all the weed around here. And can you get to where those small hits are? Yeah, I'm almost there, but... Oh, right there, right there. Yeah, back exactly, up, back exactly. up, back exactly. up. See okay. that? Yes, Right yes, there, you yes, see yes, that dark yes. thing? I can see it, yes. Let's go closer. Wait, can closer. you get back to that? There it is. Yeah, there it is. Here, there it is. Yes. What yes, is yes. that? Well, it's dark. It's dark, but it has a kind of a reflection on it and tilt. You see the tilt on top of it, so it must be laying there for some time. Oh, let yeah. it settle? Yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. I'm steering up tilt. That's a bottle, dude. That's a bottle. It really looks That's right. a yeah. okay. bottle. Can you see if you can move something? Can you use I'll, the claw to move I'll it? I'll try my best now. Here we go. Now I'm opening up the grabber. Uh huh. And now, let's see if I can get it underneath it. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And then Silt see if you can close again. it. Okay, good, good. Let's close it now. We got it. And pull I'm back? I'm rotating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a champagne bottle. It's that a is a bottle. champagne bottle. That's a great bottle. It's unbelievable. Can we, can we haul it up? Sure, we could, you know, but uh, let's just put it down where it is right now. And let's see if there is any stuff close to it, around it. We don't want to leave this area without fully examining it, but we can't maneuver the ROV with a bottle in its grip. We set it down and sweep the lake bed in concentric circles. What do you got, anything? No, not really. There's a lot of growth, you know, at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is shielding off our sonar signal. But with so much vegetation in this end of the lake, the ROV is rendered nearly blind. If you really want to see what's down there, I would say, you know, you got to dive. D we, dive in the water? Yeah, I would say so. How warm is the lake? Well, it's a good question, but I think it's not too cold. I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it. Right. Okay, you know some divers? I got the best. Yeah? Yeah. Hello. Enter Hi. Gerhard Kaiser. He and his team meet us on the shores of Lake Fuchsia to help take this investigation to the next level. How long have you been uh, diving in uh, lakes here in this region? Uh, since uh, 1987, you can say I'm a little bit experienced. Yeah, I would say so. Our aim here is to attempt to verify the story of whether or not, you know, Rippentrop may have dumped uh, things in the lake. We had a great sonar run and actually found a bottle of champagne, which is 
amazing. Yeah, this is you know, great. Uh, and I know that those have been found here in the past. Now, whether or not along with the champagne, there's there's gold and canisters and things like that, who knows? But uh, yeah, we will discover. Yeah. All right, you ready? Right. Please ready. tell me that you have a very warm dry suit. Yes, for me. I promise to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank God. Here we go. <laughs> Diving in near-freezing water high in the Alps wasn't on my itinerary, so Gerhard and his team generously loaned me some essential equipment. After Gerhard zips me up, we slide into the icy waters of Lake Fuchsia. We immediately head over to the area where we found the bottle. This dive gets a whole lot more difficult once we see what's under the surface. The thick vegetation makes it nearly impossible to see what the sonar picked up. And beneath the plant growth, there's a heavy layer of silt that produces thick clouds with the slightest touch. This is not the best way to find anything. Just picking our way through the weeds. We search the lake bed by hand, groping around as if in a dark room. Something here sticking out of the weeds looks man-made. Hold on, gonna try to take it out. As luck would have it, I do manage to find something this way. Unfortunately, it's about the last thing you'd ever hope to see. Holy it's a grenade! We got an old German grenade down here. Definitely World War II. Absolutely unbelievable. Wow, I mean, Josh... I'm not sure if this is good or not, you know? I mean, be cautious. I'm not looking to become the last casualty of World War II, so I leave the grenade right where I found it and swim away. Things are getting really thick in here. Very, very bad visibility. We spend the remainder of our air searching for gas cans, crates, anything to further corroborate the story of the von Ribbentrops. But in these conditions, we can't even locate the bottle we initially found. Another piece of the legend reclaimed by the swirling silt. Very good, Josh. Waiting to see you here. With our tanks running low and the temperature dropping, we resurface and head for the shore. A couple amazing things down there. Really cool grenade, which I was not going to take up. <laughs> really good. cool, though. Yeah, that's but excellent. no gold. But I have to tell you, it feels like we can say with certainty that things were dumped in this lake and that probably there's a lot more to be found here. No, I agree. I'll let you know what I find. It was great. All <laughs> the best, Wolfgang. Thank you. While von Ribbentrop's fortune may still be out there, I settle for the justice that only history can provide. Joachim von Ribbentrop was arrested in June of 1945 and tried at Nuremberg. He was convicted for his role in World War II and enabling the Holocaust. And on October 16, 1946, he became the first Nazi war criminal to be hanged. As those Nuremberg trials would prove, the Nazis went to great lengths to conceal more than just gold. 
Only 100 miles from Lake Fuchsel, researchers may have uncovered an explosive secret, which the Nazis moved the Earth itself to keep hidden. There, a historian claims to have found a top-secret underground facility, and inside may be the answer to one of history's greatest mysteries. How close was Hitler to having an atomic bomb? Almost immediately after the invasion of Austria, the Nazis built a network of concentration camps, one of the most infamous of which was Mauthausen, which has been preserved as a gut-wrenching reminder of the hundreds of thousands of people who perished here. But down the road was another concentration camp named Gusen, whose history has been largely overshadowed. In fact, you'd hardly know it was ever here. Only one small part of the Gusen camp remains, a crematorium that now serves as a memorial. It's impossible to just tidily sum up the experience of this place, so I'll just say this. The phrase never forget is not a slogan. It is an imperative. We must never forget places like this. The alternative is unthinkable. In the shadow of this hallowed place, one local researcher has claimed a remarkable discovery about the underground facilities here. He's agreed to meet me at a nearby remnant from the war, an old rifle range where the Nazi SS used to practice their marksmanship. Andreas. Hey, Josh. Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, nice to meet you. Yeah, it's Great. a pleasure. Yep. Neither an academic nor a trained archaeologist, Andreas Sulzer has shaken some ivory towers with his controversial theories about what the Nazis actually built here. So officially we know there are some pretty large structures underground here, right? We know about this um, Bearkristall complex? Yeah. Bearkristall was built to manufacture the world's first jet-powered fighter, one that was supposed to help the Nazi Luftwaffe finally defeat the Allies. It was constructed beneath the mountains, a bomb-proof megafactory that was entirely dug by hand. Concentration camp prisoners were forced to work 24 hours a day to create this underground labyrinth, much of which has never been explored. But you're saying that beyond what we know, there yeah. may be more tunnel systems. Yeah, there is definitely much uh, more. We know about Bergkristall complex, which is said to be around five miles of tunnels, but we know from other documents we found in archives that we are talking here about 25 miles of tunnels. So there are 20 miles of tunnels. Uh, it's not known what's down there and it has never been revealed. This, this idea that there could be as much as 20 miles of these tunnels, I mean, that's, that's a crazy number. It's that's, a huge number. It's huge, yeah. It's, you're, you're talking about now three, four times the size of what we know about. Yeah, so based on the documents, uh, we are talking about the largest underground facility ever built. Wow. So who, who's spearheading this effort to put all this stuff underground? A really very important person, the SS General and SS Obergruppenführer Hans Kammler. Hans Kammler was an SS engineer who designed many of Hitler's concentration camps. His proven efficiency for slaughter earned him numerous promotions, and he eventually oversaw the secret weapons projects of the Reich, including the V-2 rocket and, it is believed, the Nazi nuclear program. This is from essentially a company that worked with the Nazis. Yes. And talking about Gusen, they list one, two, three, four different facilities, four different underground facilities. Yes. Yeah. And I see Kamler's name on here quite a bit. Yeah. So, so they're essentially saying that Kamler oversaw this. Yes. We know Kamler oversaw one underground facility near here called Bearkristall. But seeing his name and the additional sites listed on these documents, 
indicates that other important subterranean facilities could be located right near this rifle range. So when you found all of this stuff, did the authorities here agree that, that this stuff exists? Uh, no, they said it's all fantasy, that's uh, yeah. Lucky for us, Andreas isn't the type of guy to take no for an answer. In fact, he paid to perform his own geophysical scans of the site. So we see in 60 meters depth a huge tunnel structures, and this is running north here to this direction where we sit. This looks, I mean, undeniably like a tunnel. That's also what Andreas thought. So he picked up a shovel, fired up a few backhoes, and started digging. So you started digging, and what, and what did you find? Did you find anything? Yeah, we found a huge structure out of granite with concrete steps going down. Wait, so you actually found an entrance to this tunnel? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. That's crazy, but we got stopped by the police. So effectively, they shut you down. Yeah. The Austrian government didn't take kindly to Andreas's homespun investigation and immediately declared the area off-limits. Andreas has even been threatened with arrest if he moves so much as one more shovel of earth. Is it possible for you to show me what you found back here? Yes, of course. Let's go. Great. Great. He leads me behind the shooting range to the area he excavated. Here we go. So this is the interesting area. Uh-huh. So this is yeah. the prohibited area. Yeah, it's, the prohib it's prohibited here. Even though he can't dig, he's still allowed to access the site. So we casually step under a no trespassing sign, which is one of my favorite things to do. And when you came here and you started excavating, where was the soil level? You see, this was, this was a hill. You excavated all of this? Yeah. Where, and you had what, like heavy equipment you came here We had here heavy with? equipment. Armed only with determination, a well-used library card, and a freakish amount of gut instinct, Andreas is convinced there's a Nazi secret here. But the question is, can he prove it? And this is what we found. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? This is me, speechless. Maybe for the first time ever. This is like, this is real. Yeah. It turns out that Andreas wasn't just chasing a conspiracy theory about a secret Nazi structure. He actually hit pay dirt. And where does this go? So, come on, I will show you. It's really, really interesting. This is nuts. Whatever this is, it was meant to be permanent. And no one but Andreas suspected it existed. I can't believe you found this. Digging out all this soil, yeah. what, what did you find? We found some interesting artifacts. I will show you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we digged out at the deepest point. That's an original. It's a hel It's an SS helmet. It's yeah? an SS helmet. Yeah, you're right. Oh, oh. This is insane. Wow. Okay, SS helmet. So at this point, you've got really compelling archival evidence. Yeah. You have dug down and found a subterranean facility and found Nazi artifacts. Yes. What's your theory? Where does this go? Because right now, we're at a dead end, right? We've got a few more stairs here, and then I'm looking at a pool of water. So beyond this, in my opinion, is a tunnel entrance where trucks and cars uh, could drive in. And you think that that tunnel leads into these facilities that, 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 that Kamler described, these other yeah. secret facilities? Yes. Below this flooded stairwell could be Hitler's top secret weapons lab. And the Austrian government won't allow anyone to dig deeper here. But that doesn't mean that Andreas is ready to call it quits. Every system has different entrances. We have to look and see if we find another way in. So let's have a look. Yeah, for sure. Please, Wait. I'm right behind you. Are okay. you kidding? 
Andreas arranges to borrow an ATV and a dirt bike from the owner of the rifle range, and we hit the road. We navigate overgrown dirt roads that date back to the war. Here, deep in the forest, the documents reveal the Nazis began excavating a series of sandstone tunnels that Andreas has been attempting to map. Okay, so here it is. This is a very promising area. We have a look now if we find a small entrance uh, to climb in if it's open and, and see how far we can go. Okay, well, let's look around. Okay, yeah, Let's do it, come on. Great. You look around there, you let me know if you yeah. see anything. We crisscross the woods on foot for hours for any sign of an opening that might lead underground. It isn't looking good until... You find something? Yeah. Here's a small entrance, it looks like. Oh, that definitely goes in. Yeah. Oh, look at that. It looks like all the, uh, all the roots and stuff eroded away. It was probably covering that whole thing. The side of the hill has collapsed in a recent storm, revealing a cavity underneath. Yeah, let's take a look down there. Oh, It's okay, I got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Really small. That definitely goes back. Let's see where it goes. Okay. Let's go. After you, please. Yeah, okay. We pull ourselves through the narrow opening, and I'm amazed to feel the earth sloping so down on. ahead of me. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Oh, it's huge. These tunnels feel very different from the manufactured stairwell that Andreas discovered. Here, it's floor-to-ceiling sandstone that appears to be crumbling all around us. It's spooky as hell, and we aren't 50 feet in yet. Now that we're in here, what's the plan? We need to see if there's any connecting tunnel that leads deeper to the unknown system in Gusen. Right. In terms of, of leading us to those other tunnels, what, what are we looking for? We are looking for a tunnel that leads deeper uh -huh. and also important and have a look if there is radiation. Yes, we should definitely keep an eye on the radiation. Yeah, okay. Let's get to it. You ready? Okay. Andreas hasn't been in these particular tunnels but he's done extensive exploring in similar systems near Goosen, so he's prepared. A Geiger counter will track the radiation, bringing us closer to the possible weapons lab, hopefully without picking up a lethal dose on the way. So let's see what's over here. I mean, the crazy thing is that it's, this whole tunnel is essentially sand. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like, it's like walking on a beach. Yeah. Andreas and I scour the dark with our flashlights, until we find the very thing he's been looking for. And, oh, that goes down. That goes down. That looks like it drops into a big chamber, but it goes straight down. Radiation is raising a little bit. 0.21. Going up. Going yeah. up. Okay, so let's go down. Let's go down. Here. We found a passage to a lower level, and the deeper we go, the higher our radiation levels climb. Uh, okay. Let's try to get down there. Okay. Andreas has brought some climbing gear for just this kind of obstacle. The only problem is that the sandstone is so soft, it's hard to trust our anchor points. We find an iron stake around which to tie a rope, and then pray the rock beneath is strong enough to hold it in place. Andreas, I don't think this is going anywhere. 
Okay. So you got one anchor point here. Okay, that works. That's perfect. Okay, I'll lower you down. Yeah. And I'll be right behind you. That's safe. Great. Okay, it works. Great. Slowly. Slowly down a little bit. Great, I'm down. You're down? Down. Off belay? Great. Okay. Now, it's my turn. Rope's coming down. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Got it? Okay. Take care. Yep. Okay, looks good. Slowly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Holy I'm okay. I think I'm fine. Rope slipped. Ooh, super crumbly in here. Yeah. Lucky for me, the soft sandstone only took out one of my anchor points, leaving me shaken, but not interred. Okay, coming down. Walls are just coming apart. I mean, really sandy. Okay, almost done. Almost there. Great. Okay. We did it. Whew. Ooh. Okay, big room. Yeah. Andreas and I follow the tunnel further down, keeping one eye on our Geiger counters at all times. Okay. Okay. So, so here radiation is going up. Yeah. It's going up, up. Wherever this heads, it's more radioactive. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Here in, in this area, the radiation is at the highest point. Radiation 0.61. Yeah. The device shows more than triple the normal background radiation at the surface. It's still safe for human exposure, but the numbers are rising. You think there's something, you think there's another doorway here? So probably there's something, a chamber beyond the, our feet. Yes, you can hear it. Yeah. Something under there. There's lots of loose sand on the floor here, and we can feel a hollow space beneath our feet. Could it be another chamber even further down? That chamber may be the entrance we're looking for, but we can't take much more of this radiation. Oh, 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 what do we got? 7-4, look at this. Okay, back up, back up, back up, back up. Everybody back up. Okay. Guys, back it up, come on. Yeah, here, back up, back, back up. up. Here. Okay, back. Yeah. too hot, too, yeah. too hot. So, so that's like... Yeah, five to seven times higher than outside. Yeah. While I'm willing to risk a lot for my audience, hair loss and sterility are off the table. Could there be a concentrated, natural pocket of radiation just in this tunnel? It's a sign that there is a, a hollow chamber somewhere down. So whatever is down there is going to require excavation? Yeah, there's definitely something down here. And the answers may be further in these tunnels? Yeah. My hope is that you get the permits that you need and that you keep digging. Yeah, and thanks for your help and expertise. So Once you get through that uh, radioactive area, I'll be back in a heartbeat. All right, hey man, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Andreas makes a note of the location in the hopes that he can continue his investigation one day, preferably with hazmat suits and some heavy equipment. And with the Austrian government unwilling to allow that, further answers will have to wait. We are now a full lifetime away from the scourge of Nazi Germany, yet the grave damage they did to Europe lingers. We are still coming to terms with the genocide they committed the cultural treasures they stole, and the scientific and financial resources they perverted for evil ends. To pry open the last locked doors of that era, 
I've traveled to the Nazis' greatest strongholds to examine two very different mysteries. Near the lakeside mansion of one of the Third Reich's most notorious war criminals, we discovered historically significant and potentially deadly artifacts. And in the sinister shadow of an Austrian concentration camp, we've witnessed a sensational find by a determined explorer and found possible evidence of an advanced weapons program deep underground. And while it will take time to uncover all the answers to these mysteries, we must continue to look for them. The defeat of the Nazis will only be complete when their last, darkest secrets are exposed to the light of day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.